Hi, I'm Valerie. And I'm Imra. And we are two, two African Americans. Welcome to Two African Americans, a place for courageous conversations that heal. The theme of today's episode is respect. How do we get back to it when our culture is hyper-focused on the individual? My needs, my thoughts, my opinions. Our media and our political system seems to divide us into right and left. Being moderate is no longer in vogue. And yet, how do we get back to the value of community, to remember that everyone has a story? How do we turn our me into we? Learning the skills to listen, to take into account the hopes, dreams, joys, and hurts of others. Let's tune in now for episode six, Rethinking Respect. I have a family friend who is now in his 90s, um, who for a while he disappeared. And his family thought that they that he had just abandoned them, you know, and they were they were angry. You know, you, you go through that first few days like, oh, my God, is something happened to him? What's wrong? And then it turns into anger because it's like, you know, where is he? He's left us. Um, when he finally came back a year later, it was because he at the age of 19 was walking down the street of America's Georgia, which is my hometown. And as a black man, the police saw him coming. They were police officers, saw him coming, and they started harassing him. And he was telling them, you know, I haven't done anything. Why are you following me? And he ended up in an alley. The police officers beat him up for no reason other than him being a black man. And he was afraid to go home because they knew his family and he thought, if I go home, they're going to come and do the same thing to my family. So he ran away. And that story didn't come out until he was in his 50s as to the truth of what really happened. And I'm thinking those, the stories that black people have from just not even 100 years ago are so desperate and so... Um, painful that they don't even share them with their families and you know for years uh, and I don't know if you've heard of the lost girls from America's Georgia they were held in in prison in Leesburg the youngest was 13 they ranged from 13 to 19 um, well I know quite a few of them they were my teachers they were librarians um, they were neighbors and um the youngest one of them was the mother of one of my best friends. And she recalls being in this prison. Their parents didn't know where they were. Um, and feeling hopeless and helpless. And they ended up being in this situation for weeks, not days, weeks. And it was a white snick. Uh, worker who came and took pictures in that prison showing the conditions that they were being held in and um, alerting their parents to where they were 
alerting the NAACP to where they were that started the ball rolling on those young people being released. And that's what solidarity looks like. It looks like I'm willing to put myself in harm's way because a SNCC worker at that time, um, his life was in danger just by virtue of saying that I believe that all people should be treated fairly. And then to release those photographs to newspapers in New York and different places, that was putting a target on his back. But that's solidarity. That's what solidarity looks like, that I'm willing to put myself in harm's way to make sure that those girls who are locked in a prison and their parents don't know where they are being treated unjustly, that they have an opportunity. Um, oh, I need to, um, what did we say last episode? Lament. Mm. <laughs> Sit and take so many aspects of that in. Yeah. And it makes me think of a story, a friend of mine, her son is gay mm-hmm. and was working in D.C. Mm-hmm. And how he was walking to and from work and was started being followed one day and literally being stoned. Mm. And I think, I know I would appreciate, because we are about story, if any of our listeners have had any experiences where they've been cast down, cast out, cast at, share with us the story. Mm -hmm. Let us know. You can go to Marigold Press books.org and you'll see a tab for share your story just pop it in there or you could email us you could mail your mm-hmm. story and and let us hear you yes i am thankful and i hate to say this but i i'm thankful it was a white person <laughs> mm. that went and spoke from two aspects, because I hate what we do to other cultures mm. and what has been done to uh, black people in my homeland, brown people, and in my now homeland, mm-hmm. African-American. It makes me wonder, as I've worked with anti-trafficking of mm-hmm. humans, mm-hmm. what is happening at our borders with trafficking flowing so freely with these young children. Yes. Secondly, with that piece that you said, would a black person have even been heard if they shared that? Mm. That's always an interesting question. I don't know the answer to it. We don't, but we we feel like we can assume, and assuming is awful. I think it's gotten us into, mm-hmm. keeps us mm-hmm. in this mess of seeing behavior yeah. and assuming it's, we were just speaking earlier uh, when some of these violent moments happen, that it is in communities where they hurt themselves in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then it's easy for people to say, well, whatever. Uh, so I'm 
feel like I'll sit on a rock and lament for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Just take a deep breath. So it, it brings me to the, the core of us not seeing and hearing each other. I have a writing in my book, Together We Are Stronger, of really being respect. Mm-hmm. And dictionary.com says, mm-hmm. respect is esteem for or a sense of the worth or excellence of a person, a personal ability or quality, proper acceptance or courtesy to show regard or consideration for. So it's really not intellectually, it's how you end up really treating people or should treat Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. I have found moving to this country and I... I learned from one of my mentors and have been following and watching it so in my life as a coach. The strength you have can also be your greatest weakness. Mm. And learning to live in the United States, I I always treasured the sense of freedom of speech Mm -hmm. because of my history freedom to be who you are Mm -hmm. and the, the internal fight for me. And in that, I believe it's become our greatest weakness, that it's all about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and understanding and respecting another human, well, what is that? Yeah. If you come against how I believe, there's no room for you. And how it seems to be allowing a country to spiral into a place of everyone fighting for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. With with disregard for others. Now, as we were speaking, there has to be a fight mm-hmm. f- if you are marginalized to be seen and heard or for a community to be seen and heard. But when that fight, and it's so complex, because as you said, when we're angry, when we're hurt, when we've never been seen, it's not a time that you can say, oh, I need to do this in the right manner. Uh, let me respect you, it becomes a very fragile place. Yeah. Well, Em, you said it. You gave the key is that everyone has a story. And I think in order to respect each other, we have to be willing to hear and learn the story. Um. I, I sometimes when I'm in a store and I've had someone who who has reacted in a way that just doesn't seem appropriate. <laughs> you know, you're I'm, I'm the customer the me, 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 me. I'm the customer. <laughs> you are supposed to be taking care of me. And now you have this inappropriate behavior. A long time ago, I stopped and I thought about, man, I don't know that person's story. I don't know why they are in the mood they're in or why they are reacting the way they are reacting. And so sometimes we have to step back and say, everyone has a story. Everyone is going through something. Everyone has pressure. So at what point do we stop and step outside of the me? It's about me and to start looking at the we. How do we get along in this? And that goes to that whole thing of 
um, lamenting, hearing what someone has to say. And it's an, a level of emotional maturity that has to be mm-hmm. reached mm-hmm. because truly you get to learn that whatever comes out of your mouth is more a reflection of you than anything about me. Absolutely. And if we can learn that incredible skill in life, um, we will learn to see others, to not take them upon ourselves Mm -hmm. and make it about me Mm -hmm. because it isn't. But it is a skill to be learned. Yeah. I mean, look at our, look at where we are today um, with um, politics even. That word that you just mentioned, respect, there, there is no respect at all. It, it becomes so, our vision has become, we have tunnel vision, mm-hmm. I guess is what it is. Um, and it is my way or no way. There is no compromise anymore. There is no mutual understanding or wanting to hear what someone else is walking through or where someone else is. And even to the point going back to the very beginning, that story that I told of this 19 year old who was afraid to go home because he felt he might be compromising his family and subjecting them to the same violence that he had been subjected to. Um, there, th- that's lost now. It's, it's about me today. It's all about me and how I'm doing and how I will get ahead. And we've lost that collective um, thought, I guess, about where others are. And so it's easy to other someone. And it, it is actually ridiculous when you sit back and you look at it, that that is what destroys community. Mm-hmm. And we all want to thrive. We all want to have better. We all want to do better. But this thing that we have become somewhat of a narcissistic society (laughs) actually destroys exactly what each of us are striving for Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. what our hearts deeply long for. Mm -hmm. So if we can just come together, be willing to listen, to learn, to respect one another, not to feel the wall when someone is other and different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What? Imagine the productivity. Mm-hmm. Imagine the thriving. And yeah. we don't have to all become like one another. Right, right. We can still be. And it's, it's okay that different people of color, different ethnicities, different whatever sticks together because even culturally we all have our own humor Uh, South Africans get together they laugh in a different way than took me forever to understand American humor Mm -hmm. British humor totally different yes and then not even culturally just people yes we all have with no matter where we come from we have a different way of laughing Mm -hmm. about what uh, with dry humor, oh, we love our Rebecca, who's so dry. <laughs> she can say it with a straight face, and it's super funny. Uh, but but can we embrace one another and realize that all of this difference makes so much color? Yes. And so rich and so vibrant. Yes, yes. And so that's it. The sharing of stories, the sharing of who we really are, 
being willing to be vulnerable. Those are the things that will bring down walls and begin to build new roads that lead to progress and success. Um, so, you know, sometimes I feel like it's, it's who shouts the loudest and um, that gets what they need here. <laughs> so how do we begin to everyone take it down a level and begin to hear from each other so that um, my story and your story begins to do one thing, which is to show that we are more alike than we are different and that in the difference, we can begin to celebrate that instead of pointing it out and saying, I cannot um, do life with you because of the differences and begin to say, my goodness, because of the similarities, let's work together to make things better. Thank you for joining us today on Two African Americans. We so appreciate your support as we delve into these sensitive topics. If you have any questions or suggestions for future podcast topics, please reach out to us at twoafricanamericans at gmail.com. Have a great day.